dining room table spun in a counterclockwise direction. Uh, I don't think that that one happened, no. The closey lid banged up and down. No. Did the bed levitate? Yeah, yeah, with me on it. Spontaneous recurrent psychokinesis. Oh, boy. Oh, this could be the worst case I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, this is bad. Okay, well, folks, I can do a clearance, but it's cheap. I am not one of your shitty little emanations, Bannister. You cannot push spirits around. You are scum. Using smoke to put the brighteners on people. That makes me physically ill. We got a lot of lowlifes around here, and I will provide an armed response on the first sign of trouble. They must be contained. That'll give us 41. That's eight clear, Gacy. Another nine with a broken Bundy's record. <laughs> Can't wait to see old Dead's face when he hears the news. <laughs> yes! What? Harry Sinclair. I just want to shake the hand of the man who finally avenged my death. You've got a number. Bartlett carved it into my forehead as I lay dying. I was the last. <laughs> The Frighteners solves the mystery. What if Danny Elfman and Sam Raimi has a baby? The answer, Peter Jackson. Four years before the Lord of the Rings trilogy and a few years after his epic Meet the Feebles, Peter Jackson brought his New Zealand magic to the story of a widowed architect played by Michael J. Fox, who becomes a supernatural investigator after a tragic car accident allowing him to see spirits, goofy ghosts, wacky foils, and Jake Busey's teeth make this movie ripe for the architects to ask. Do successful architects really have long hair and shark skin suits? And now, your hosts, Vince Scalia, Jeff Walensky, and Roberta Pennington try to tear down what Hollywood has built up. It's architects. Guys, we watched a movie. Ugh. It was a good movie. <laughs> I am a fan of this movie. When I close my eyes, I see the movie still. And I have a bit of a cold, so I apologize if I blink in and out. Before we get too chatty on the movie, though, let's introduce our guest. It's Corey Bauer. Hello! Hey! Hey! Welcome. Hey! So, Corey, 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 thank you so much for coming to the beautiful palatial basement studio where are you from i'm from a basement that's where the, the conception right right uh i'm actually from portland oregon i've been here my entire life uh cuckoo Ra- rarity i know right i think rarity. you're like a sixth person would be creepy if i had never left beyond the border i think that would be extra creepy but i have been around the, you had a tenure the country and the globe a moment where you're like portland <laughs> You have spread do your seed throughout the country. Oh, yes. And, and the globe. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. kind of Louis yeah. iconned it. Yeah, yeah. He's hmm. really uh, just everywhere. So Secret tell lives. me, because I've never left here, do people in other parts of the world blame Portlanders? Like, Portlanders blame people from other parts of the world for, like, things that are fucked up? Like, if you go to L.A., do people right. say, oh, right. the traffic, because all the Portlanders are 
are fucking up this whole town. Or it used to be like there was good restaurants, but now there's just a bunch of trucks serving food. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? Yeah, the... Uh, I don't know. I've never left. Outside of California, curious. I don't think there's much of a rivalry. I mean, most people don't even know who... They're like, Portland? You mean in uh, Oregon? Yeah. Oregon? Oregon? Where's that? Oh. You know, by Washington. Like, D.C.? No. Canada. George. Yeah. Washington. When I told people I was, I was oh. moving to Portland, they're like, oh, by Seattle. I always wanted to go to Seattle. <laughs> you should do that. You should go to Seattle. Go to Seattle. Go to Seattle. Don't, do you, you should. It, it's not a bad place. to say, God, you're really fucking stupid? <laughs> he was an old boyfriend. Oh, then you should have. Yeah. 85. Yep. And you're a 3D renderer. I'm a, yeah, I'm a 3D uh, designer, a visual effects guy, sometimes animator, a Excellent. computer software tinkerer. Let's slow down here. There's, that's too much. How yeah, much do you, you know, do? A, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a master of any of these things. Oh, well, that's <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just pretty good. Pretty good. That's good yeah. enough for me. Pretty good. And that's what you would like to do with your life? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, go give it eighty percent. Great. Vincent Chagall, Leah. That's more fun. That's fair, though. right? Eighty <laughs> percent. Yeah, just you give everything eighty percent, and that way, no, no one, one asks you to to work overtime, but you're there when they need you. Right. That's you my new mantra. By. Mostly. And mantra. I forgot my mantra. And uh, yeah, you just hide in the weeds. That's me. I love it. Lay low. Basements too. Lay low. Obviously. Yeah. So for our listeners, a renderer um, is someone who can take the idea to the next level. Oh, that sounds like keep the momentum going. Right. We would be the last tail of the momentum. And so you have people (laughs) over your shoulder at the last minute going, No, 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 make it green. No, no, no. (sighs) Right. Uh, Right. Go back, go back. I want it to be more three D. Right. Have you ever heard that? I want, I want the I want the entourage to reflect a younger demographic. Yeah, I need yeah, more those cross are both, bo- I identify with both of those uh, assessments. Packs. No fanny packs. Less fanny packs. More, more messenger bags. More cross body messenger bag. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I feel as if uh, you know the the people standing over your shoulder aspect, uh, which is killing momentum, <laughs> is also just a debate on. Whose monitor monitor is calibrated uh, correctly based on the image somebody's looking to get, and I feel like that is a kind of obscure but goofy uh, killer of momentum. Do any of these people that are over your shoulder, standing behind you, wearing a trench coat, and are they breathing heavily? They they don't seem to have any nasal uh, obstructions, but. There is a possibility of fashionable trench. Why do I always work at fashionable trench? Yeah, goth chic perhaps seems to be in right Mm -hmm. now, uh, where you aren't necessarily in that. uh, You're not like going to shoot up a school, but. You don't have the piercings and the tattoos, but you like the clothes. Right, right. And uh, no shame in that. Maybe less pancake, like white pancake makeup. Just sort of. (laughs) I'm more into the the goth iron chic look. You know, it's Wait, more of a, like a Or you're really Mexican, WWF, but you've decided uh, Iranian, Gothic. Oh, oh, R.I.P. Like, that's Iron what I see. I see sort of like cutoffs, gold chains, aviators, yep, cologne. Exactly. Yes. Kind of thing. Lots of cologne. Yeah, lots of cologne. 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 Wednesday. 
So as a 3D renderer, I'm sure you were absolutely fascinated by the movie we watched, The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Oh, perfect. A uh, Yes. A Peter Jackson movie. And I got mine at the library because I didn't want to spend any more fucking money on these movies. And so I've been going to the library a lot with the boy. And I'm like, holy moly, DVDs. So The Frighteners, I got the director's cut. Ooh. So I got to see the full Peter Jackson vision. And at the beginning of the movie... He actually does a quick two-minute introduction of the movie. Oh, really? He says it to us. This was the movie that got me the green Wait. light for the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Do, do it in the accent. Yeah. He's like, he, said, he said, this is a movie. It got me the green light for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> this is this is before he got deflated, right? Because like, he used to be really fat. And then he like got deflated. Then he like deflated during like the King Kong movie or something right he so he was he something. ruined that movie oh that movie's boring as hell it it is. But this movie the this movie's good the dino de laurentis king kong is way better with jeff bridges yes great it, it is <laughs> but this had my favorite scream queen ever it had d wallace i love her so much she's good she's really good in this movie and she is good but it's like for some reason i she just seemed like too old or something. i don't know there was something off about D. Wallace for me in this movie. But she was good. Everyone in this movie's good. There was nothing wrong with this movie except for the tone, which I couldn't figure out. It seemed like it half wanted to be like a zany comedy yeah. and then half wanted right. to be like an axe murder, like chop them yeah. up. Yeah, it was kind of Brian Fullery. And I kept asking, exactly. like, is this a Brian Fuller produced movie? That, well, Not she was the same exact thing. But yeah. it was very like. You know, Brian Fuller did Pushing Up Daisies. Mm-hmm. Dead Like he Me, did, great show. Oh, and, he, and the re- Resurrected Hannibal. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, I love that yeah. series so much. No, but this this movie is, I, I don't know, like, I love the look of it because it's supposed to be California, but it's New Zealand, so it has, like, this off kind of... For me, it's like, I love, like, TV shows that are shot in Canada, but they're supposed to be here in the States. There's just something <laughs> off about it. It's, yeah, it's like, I love it. It's like there's it gives no it a way that's thing. the U.S. Yeah, it did it? It had that weird. It felt it, wet. It well, it had like a like a weird 3D quality <laughs> to it down. that like it was like it was it almost felt like it was all shot on a soundstage, but it but it wasn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. New Zealand. New Zealand, and it was shot in Wellington, and it's very much like the San Francisco Bay Area. I've been to Wellington, and it's very San Francisco esque. The hills and there's wine country right outside it, and uh, you know I I just love the I love the look of this movie. Yeah, the Danny Elfman orchestration. Danny Elfman did the score. I hated yeah. that score. It was so full. Like it felt like there wasn't a moment. Yeah, to just it, it just enjoy never let you like get a get a rest. It it just it was just like kept, it, like it had a lot of momentum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the music was a little over dramatic all the time. And, he, and, and I'm thinking, man, Michael J. Fox's character, uh, Bannister. Frank Bannister. Frank Bannister. Frank Bannister. Psychic investigator. With with all of the uh, the wild driving antics, he seemed to... Oh, it seemed like he just he couldn't let off no, the gas. Now was and he he, a sh- nobody's wearing a seatbelt. Was he a no shitty driver a because of the car crash, or was he... Or because was, of his Parkinson's? Oh, you think that was... I don't know. I, was watch, well, I watched it well, with the husband, know, and he's like... You shouldn't drive if you have Parkinson's. Here, here's a tidbit that <laughs> he didn't release that secret yet. That but, wasn't until like five years later he let they, that they, secret out. They couldn't direct him in the driving scenes to just drive on the road because of his Parkinson's. Well, he kept going to the right side, and they were like, "No left." 
Yeah. No left. <laughs> right. No left. Uh, well, his, dri- his driving was shaky at best. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, no, the, the, I mean, architects are shitty drivers, though, because they're usually distracted. Yeah, well, what about I enjoy like, that, too. Like, what about the car Oh, I really like the fenestration I, on that. Uh, when, I like what you when, did with when, the... When, yeah, the first thing I, I have, because I do my little checklist, you know, is he meeting all the criteria of the visuals of what it is to be an architect, and he had a vintage car. Check. Vintage car. Oh, Volvo. That's every architect Two in Volvos. every movie. Yeah. Two it. Volvos. Yep. Check. In the flashback... He wore a suit. <laughs> Sharks can Yes, when he was an architect. And he had floppy well, hair. And, oh, answer me this. Michael J. Yes. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Oh, I need to have a basketball court in my yard. That was right. really I had a, I him. Had a, <laughs> him. Nick scene. Cage. Nick Cage, I, yes. Michael J. Fox. No. Hey, his favorite two. player is Muggsy Bogues, okay? <laughs> five foot two. That jump like, shot was like, He ooh, loves Muggsy beauty. Bogues. <laughs> no, I just thought can that was right. That one little... A little that, that, can you give me a little push? Uh... <laughs> fit them in your pocket uh with Pacino but no it's like I thought that was the weird thing in the story where uh you know suppose say Frank Banster is an architect and he had uh this fight with his wife and in this flashback and it's him (laughs) shooting a basketball with his suit on long hair long hair and the fight was over he put in a, a five foot basketball court or something. He put it a four-inch slab. A four-inch slab over where his wife wanted a garden. Yes. And that supposedly drove him to kill her or something they like that. They went on a crazy ride. Right. A crazy ride and I'm killing her. That, that was, that that little part of the story was like, hmm. Okay, I, that's, <laughs> at that point though, it was inconsequential. It was quite inconsequential. Yeah, I mean, he's shooting layups over her. <laughs> And bricking these. It was so like, While they're weird. fighting, and he's like sweating, and, and oh it's just God. weird. And he's in a suit, and you're like, is this how and, architects and, fight their wife? Yeah. Well, do you, well yes. that's how bad, then, architects are bad at basketball. Have, I mean, having, that's, okay, that's, 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 they're not an athlete. No, no, no. Ha- having yeah. once oh. had some experience in marriage, like usually if you have a fight, you don't leave in the same car. It's like, oh, fuck you. Come on, get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Now get in the front seat with me, and let's go for a drive. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> no, so, yeah, but this movie. So it's Robert Zemeckis produces an movie. amazing pedigree. It's this movie has <laughs> this movie has so much for it. Robert Zemeckis produced it. Peter Jackson directing it. His wife Fran Walsh wrote it. You have Michael J. Fox. Who, who else do you have in, in, in this uh, movie? Jake Busey. Jake, Jake Busey. D. Wallace. You have John Aston. Yeah. Jeffrey Combs from the Reanimator. Jeffrey Combs in this movie is like. A tour de force. Oh God, he was insane. He's insane in this oh, movie. He was great. Uh, Chi yeah, McBride. Yeah, Chi McBride. Oh, um, I loved him so much. Jim Fife, the other uh, Chi McBride's uh, uh, sidekick in the in the movie. At that, I, they, I used to watch him on like HBO in the eighties. He was on an encyclopedia show. And yes, he, he's a good. He he's yes. good too. The problem, like uh, D. Wallace, oh, Arlie Ermy, Arlie Ermy playing himself. Oh, it, good but. Stuff. The, the problem, like, so this movie, it was made for, I think, what, like 30 million bucks. It, did, it, it didn't even make half of it back. The pro- and this and this was the last movie Michael J. Fox was ever starred in, like a feature film. This was it. It killed his career. But this movie <laughs> is great. And I think the problem with it is, it's just like, Michael J. Fox wasn't a superstar, even though I think he is a movie star. I'm a big fan of Michael J. Fox. I think he's good Wait, on the this- big screen. I think he's good on the big screen, but I mean, he had a career that went past this, right? He, I mean, he had a TV career. No, a TV that. career. But this killed yeah. his. This yeah. he was not in theaters after this. Fair enough. And 
But I just think all the like all the great supporting people that were in this movie, they just weren't names. And it's like Michael J. Fox wasn't a big powerhouse like bringing in money. Should have been Nick Cage. It well, it's like it needed it needed <laughs> something else. But it's I didn't love it's Patty. She's been killing all. She's been killing. Well, it was by it was by design that they uh, they chose no name uh, actors. In mm-hmm. fact, he was sort of an afterthought in the end, where they're Zemeckis or whoever was like, "Hey, get your guy from Back to the Future. Let's mm-hmm. put him in this movie." Oh, interesting. Because <laughs> I, I read people. on IMDb they like mentioned him and they didn't mention anyone else. It's like they were like, "Oh, it's going to be Michael J. Fox." They're like, "Done, green, zip slide. it." Yeah, that, yeah, that may have been the case. Um, yeah, I just it. Just there were so there were so many of these like great supporting actors, but it just the movie just had no gas. Like it just, I I think really I what, think it's great. I but. think what killed it is the tone. It just it 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 did not know if it it kind of felt like you should have been laughing at some things. Right, like in the then, beginning, I'm watching it like this is gonna be so scary. I can't wait. And then well, the well, like, poltergeist situation happens with the the woman, the the doctor, the doctor, yeah, right, like. The Elvis starts floating across the screen, mm-hmm. and the bed goes up well, in the most cartoonish and, of ways. And Ray like, oh. is sort of like a comic character. Yeah, you know, it's like just either make him a dick. Who's well, he's a, a total dick. But make him a dick who you hate, and don't make him like a comedic dick. You know, he's like, hey, you know, fix yourself one, dickweed, or you know, it's it's like he's right. got that. It's like they just wouldn't commit to it being a scary movie. I don't think it was supposed to be. I know, but Scary. it was kind of dark for like. Right it, it felt like it, it wanted to be so I mean, dark. It, it felt like violent. it wanted to be lighthearted and kind of skip along, and then it had like this dark ass like center yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Like it for me, I was like, oh, it's kind of Sam Raimi like. Yeah, I, like, it's, it's I was like, oh, maybe it's fun. gonna be kind of like a Tim Burtony Sam Raimi kind of thing, yeah. where you know That's the, the horror like it every now and again has like is punctuated by something highly inappropriate, but it's gonna carry along on this like, ooh, scary, 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 and it was just like, oh shit, it's well, it, and it started really dark where this older woman mm-hmm. is getting battered and choked and thrown around in this spooky house. Vince got turned up, and then oh, five yeah. minutes later, there's a guy with Parkinson's <laughs> driving, you know, through the grass. <laughs> barges through a lawn <laughs> and then some frat guy says hey he gets, yeah, you yeah. ruptured hey, my, my lawn, lawn. Hey, you my ruptured lawn. my lawn and it was it was really there were no sprinkler systems in this man's lawn <laughs> no it's true and i thought it was so weird i don't know, just uh, i forgot the guy's that actor's name but whatever but he <laughs> jake but he, jake Dobson? Yeah, yeah, Dobson. Uh, Peter Dobson, I think. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But it was... Ray? Ray. Ray. <laughs> the, the character. He was... It was so weird the way he looked and how he acted. And he was so obsessed about his white picket fence yard with the gnomes on it. It was like an AstroTurf lawn from, yeah. like, Ikea. It was yeah. awful. Yeah, well, it was very bizarre. Their whole house was like, what the fuck? Because it was sort of like her high school bedroom... With yeah. an Elvis statue in it, like it's like well, I gotta yeah. have something of mine in here. I mean, were they right? new but it was to like the area. It was like pink curtains, and it was like it was she definitely. They were new. One. They were new to the area. I think they were there. Like they said, they were there like three, three months, three or four or months, a few, a few months. And she was okay. a doctor, but you only see her doctoring twice. Yeah, what was the she a doctor? She did. She did revive um, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> not not his career. No. Oh god! But she, well, I guess she didn't. To be fair, she did kill him. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh god! 
Well, we also know Michael J. Fox. He was a, a former successful architect, and he was building his own house. So another I, check I don't, on um, the list of you know, you is he build architect. your own house, right? Yeah. Build your own house. Wink. I didn't know what was going on with that house either. There looked like there was, I don't know. It, a lot of tarps. There was a lot of tarps, and yeah, I don't it know. Was it was a drug den. Totally. <laughs> it had plywood boards and multiple colored fabrics hanging over open walls. Not, not, no insulation at all. None. The ghosts were freezing. Right. That's, yeah. Not suitable for habitation. And not one Bannister in his house, even though his name is Frank Bannister. Yeah. I, I, do ap- I did appreciate that on his breakfast table he had a box of booberry. Uh, <laughs> ah. There's a little thing. Wait, he's getting booked in... He's getting booked at one point, and you see uh, one of the deputies, and it's like Melanie Linsky, and you've seen her. She was in Heavenly Creatures, his first mm-hmm. movie, and she was also in like Two and a Half Men for years or whatever. She was one of the characters on that TV show, Two and a Half Men. Oh. But I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, I think that's Melanie Linsky. And then they go to the doctor in this movie, and they're like, Dr. Linsky, come over here. And it was like, oh, same name. The same name game. Same name game. He used her real life name in the movie. Peter Jackson. What a hack. But this, so this is in 1996. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't mind. I thought they did a pretty good job with like that CGI. I thought it was pretty good. I, I actually, my first uh, comment to myself was, was that of the CGI still holding up more or less, knowing that this was when Independence Day came out. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and he did talk about it. It's Ooh, beginning. That's me. Do you need to get napkins? No. Are you going to be okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Jeff spilled his coffee. I came my pants. All right, that was fixed. You're supposed to There's rub one now. out before the show. I know. Yeah. My bad. Those are like lotion. It's got lotion for my skin. Put it in the basket. <laughs> Put it in the basket. Jeff spilled his coffee. Now he's using my very special Vicks. All cleaned Kleenex. up. All right. Back to the, back yeah, to the what show. Was what were we talking about? Help me out. Uh, CGI. 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 So Peter Jackson mentioned that when he was originally doing CGI, he had one computer. And then for this one, he just invested in more. So he had 35 computers. One computer? Two, 35 computers. And so... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 35. 35 computers. 35 computers? What is this? <laughs> New Zealand. Oh. Look, I'm there. It's so uncanny. It's like I'm there. And he's like, well, we didn't know what we were going to do with these computers. And, you know, having them in stock really helped push forward my idea of Lord of the Rings. And during this, like, preview, he, all he did was keep, keep talking about how, oh, did you, oh and then I did Oh, did Lord you hear I did Lord of the Rings? I got a got Academy Award for Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't done shit since. He ruined The Hobbit. That's what he's done since. Hey, <laughs> that but was, meet the feebles, guys. Meet the feebles. Yeah, that was before, though. So this movie, so Frank, I don't know, like this, I like Frank. this movie. I have one page of notes, guys. <laughs> that's all I can squeeze out. And that's also including, don't forget to email us at info at starkitectspodcast.com. Oh it's info at Well, I'll, I'll kick it off because I want to talk about that museum sequence. Yes. Oh, yeah. Was that batshit or what? I, I mean, I loved it. It was so crazy though they're just like shooting up the whole music john Asson comes in he's an old ghost and he's shooting at death who is ends up being jake Busey. and Spoiler. as he's in there he sees the a, 
Uh, a mummy inside a, a coffin, and he he's like he turns into a foaming at the mouth oh. goon, and he starts fucking. I this love it mummy. when they lie still. It, I love it when they lie still. Awesome. Everyone loves necrophilia jokes. Awesome. John Aston is great. He's really he was good awesome. In it. Yeah, he was awesome it. in this. Yes. I, I I again, all the acting was awesome. That scene was so batshit, though. I I guess that's that's my problem with this whole right. tone. Is like make it scary. Or make it funny. And if you can pull those both off at the same time, then that's awesome. But this did not do that. And this film is rated R, correct? Was it? I don't know. That's it was oh, rated. Well then get some shirts. It was off, rated man. R. Where are the boobs? And, Where are the boobs? And, and Peter Jackson was trying his best <laughs> to please his superiors and by making it PG thirteen, it couldn't be done. I'm I'm guessing they couldn't handle uh, the necrophilia aspect. The uh, uh, oh, well, the movie's that's all, maybe that's the only reason all why. the like yeah, carving the, numbers into heads. Yeah, the movie's here stooping the adults, uh, orderly. Yeah, yeah, was were demonic themes too hard on people in the nineties at the time? Well, I can't wasn't remember. that like the 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 Memphis? What was it? The Memphis Five or whatever the. Yeah, that was, was those, that was around then, but um, right around those kids, and it's like, oh, they're list, they're listening to satanic music, and that's why they're right. Those the, yeah, the Memphis things. Three. That's Memphis right. Three. That's, that's got to be it. The Saint music. <laughs> no, it, uh, <laughs> yeah. so J- Jake Jake Busey alone, his teeth got oh, third billion in this God. movie. Holy smoly! <laughs> I did love like the little burn mark on the top of his head. There. Yeah, the movies. <laughs> the movies so funny. Awesome. It's a uh, like uh, when that's uh, what I'm saying. When, when, the, when the guy when the guys in uh, when. Uh, they're in the bat when Michael J. Fox is in the bathroom and Death comes and gets one of the guys who's washing his hands at the at the sink. And the guy dies and he looks up and the ray of light comes down from heaven and he just goes, "Mom." <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like, in a Looney Tunes sort of esque, yeah, yeah. Way. Why do they call it the Frighteners? I mean, who was the Frighteners? They um, didn't Ch- Chai McBride or somebody say like, "Oh no." Um, Arlie Ermy, he's it's like, I don't like you, Bannister, because you're putting the frighteners into people or something like that. Hmm. He says the he says the movie title, movie title, movie right. title in the movie. Well, the frighteners are their sort of con. That's it's yeah, you know, yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah, right. That's they are in it's, a sense the frighteners oh, for hire, so to oh, speak. Oh, so they frighten. They frighten. Ergo, right. they're the frighteners. Career is a frightener. Well, their second career, and to be fair. <laughs> and so who's the actor that plays the the creepy Crispin Glover FBI guy? Jeffrey Combs. Oh, Jeffrey oh. Combs. He's the best character in the film. He's he's awesome in this movie. His lips are amazing. But he's, again, doesn't make any too sense. Too much comedy. You know, it, it's like he would have been he would have been just scary as hell as like if it was Hellraiser. But they kept like like he whipped out that donut to sit on, you know. When it was, <laughs> it was, I know it was funny, but it was it's like it great. was an inappropriate time. In the the time Did anybody else just like but that, shit their pants when he said to Michael J. Fox, "Why are you shaking?" Yes, <laughs> he's he's in the he's in the uh, interrogation. Like, oh, no, no, no. He's like, "Why are you shaking?" You're like, "Oh boy, <laughs> I know why." Yeah, but Jeffrey Combs is great. he's great. He, he can't handle when uh, the main uh, Trina, Doctor Linsky, or whatever is is yelling. He has to put on music. He has to run away. He goes and throws up. He's a he's great in this movie. He is the Doc Brown of this movie. <laughs> God, he has some sort of uh, latent mommy issues. It seems yes. where he can't Absolutely. tolerate loud women. 
He's what got is, a swastika on his hand. What out of was nowhere. his game, though? I mean, that's what I didn't understand. Was he like working for he was Mr. Death, or was no? He, he was part of the. I think he was for the FBI. Yeah, well, yeah. I know he was part of the FBI, or he was an FBI agent. But it seemed like he had another motive going on. Like he wasn't. At the end, he he dumped the ashes. Is that because he wanted to bring that on, or is that because he didn't? He said he didn't believe in it. He he, he he was completely clueless on what the hell was going on. He had this he had this theory that Michael J. Fox did kill his wife. That he is causing. He's the guy causing all these uh, people seeing apparitions, and he thinks Michael J. All Fox right. is behind everything. So at towards the end, when he gets uh, Jake Busey's teeth's uh, ashes. And he opens it up and throws it away. He's like, this whole thing's bullshit. He's like, there is no ghost. Got there it. is nothing. I really wanted his teeth to come out of the oh, earth. Oh, that would have been <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Teeth. <laughs> Chomping away at well, people. Right. Nom, 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 nom. I guess nineteen ninety two it was also okay to have like crazy FBI agents, so you I was thinking Twin Peaks. A la it, it did Twin feel Miles, a Twin lot Peaks, like you know. a Twin Peaks mishmash of mm-hmm. I of, could see that of weird rated R imagery and yes. then like Looney Tunes humor with whoopee cushions and like weird whistle tip sounds or something and then and then this like lingering fear <laughs> where you're like tips. I'm about to be scared I think nope there's that's a hump and a mummy oh god <laughs> I love it when they lie still like that the uh the FBI character also had said at one point uh I think to Michael J Fox character but maybe it was one of the other characters, I, I can't recall. But he, he said, uh, piss on your hush puppies. Yes. And yes. I wasn't familiar with this particular term. Uh, that's, uh, I think, well, that's shoes. Hush puppy shoes. Yes. yes. Oh. They're, they're, they're loafers. A, they're loafers. They're very, very I was thinking the uh, edible form and didn't realize that that was the <laughs> oh, hush puppy like brand fr- of yeah, no. <laughs> fried cornball from John Silver's. <laughs> hush puppies. Oh my God, those are delicious. Oh, oh piss on piss all over your hush puppies. <laughs> I mean, God, that's a funny. vague reference from Long John Silver. And <laughs> that's... I'm going to piss on your hush puppies. Ooh. Piss-filled corn batter nuggets. Come <laughs> Daddy wants to You're under arrest. Daddy wants to piss on your hush puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have fit into the film, um, you know, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Well, you anything, would, not have questioned anything would have fit in this film. I mean, there, it was all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> yeah. No, the movie's just, it's, it is what it is. Like, it's like, I don't, like, they, it was meant to be funny, obviously. It's, it's obviously. You know, there were there was funny lines in it. Jeffrey Combs is fucking bonkers in this movie. And I and I think we're being lost here because we have these tinted glasses twenty three years now. Mm-hmm. This is a nineteen ninety six movie that Peter Jackson specifically bought essentially Weta Digital, which is his mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings yep. powerhouse for special effects. I mean, this was their first big project. Yep. And that the Frighteners, that entire film is CG from the first shot to the end mm-hmm. is special effects and it doesn't let up. So at the time it may have been pretty impressive. I think. Yeah. No, I, I thought I, like I said, I still think it holds up. I mean, Robert Zemeckis produced it. He, you know, back to the future, death becomes her. Um, all these movies heavily use, you know, mm-hmm. effects. And this movie's, you know, perfect for Zemeckis production. It's, it is light in, 
whimsical. It's, it's child friendly, in my opinion. It is. It's it's a whimsical like movie. I mean, there are some dark elements to it, and but it's it. This is what you get with a Robert Zemeckis movie. The, was... only, the only Zemeckis movie that will totally <coughs> throw you off your game is Trespass. It's a re- it's oh, basically that's such a piece of shit. It's awesome. It's basically a remake <laughs> of Treasure of the Sierra Madre, and it has Bill Paxton, William Sadler, Ice T, Ice Cube. It's fucking awesome. That's the wow. only movie that was like not like a Zemeckis movie. But all the rest, they're, they're all whimsical, and they, they use CGI. And... But it wasn't marketed to be a comedy. Like, like I have the actual disc, you know, the whole uh, right. cover, and there's, like, the, the scary skull devil face coming mm-hmm. out of the white. Yeah, I feel, and I remember like, when I it feel was, like it wasn't... The when trailers I, were, like, really I, scary. I can almost remember this coming out, and it's like, oh, we're going to go see this, and then it's like, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> Truth. <laughs> no, but, I mean, that's how you get people in the movie. You see CGI and... Yeah, that's, that's how M Night Shyamalan like, does it. Oh fuck! That. That's how I. Um, <laughs> ding dong. Oh my god! One of the one one of the it wasn't the Punisher. It was the other one. He, it was like he had this most the most beautiful CGI cape, and then all of a sudden, uh, Catwoman, Nick Cage. No, keep going. <laughs> that's the only one I know. Ghost Rider. Keep going. Ghost Rider. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Would have been so much better with Nick Cage. Nick Cage is in Ghost Rider. No, I mean in in this movie. If, oh. he, if he was Frank Bannister, that would have been awesome. It just then it would just be one hundred percent batshit. One hundred percent. Yeah, I can see that. It was just Spawn. I'm sorry. It was Spawn. a lot more spawn. just unnecessary yelling and screaming at across the room. Well, at someone ghosts. who's going going crazy. You know, they're they're yeah, like he really insane. Michael with, James Fox seemed pretty comfy with ghost action. He was well, like, he, well, he was he was used to it. no, but when he when Jeffrey Combs said, you know, why are you shaking and all that stuff, that's when he was breaking down because he was starting to question everything in his life. He's like, am I seeing these ghosts? Am I creating this? What the hell is wrong with me? And then he realized he's not crazy. But what if he, he was? is comfortable with it? What if this is Jacob's ladder scenario? Oh, please! I yeah, he actually died in the car crash, and this is just like some fever fever dream right before he dies i yeah i buy that jacob flatter yeah i think it was dead the whole movie yeah makes more sense that's why he didn't need a seat belt uh that's why yeah, that's why the ending was so happy he little, blends in yeah. i like that ending she has she has the blanket and it's like the, the she's running around chasing him and then they jam boc at the end <laughs> a little blue oyster called Don't people fear yeah. the reaper oh boy a very shitty cover of it but it was that song. That's my husband's jam. Anytime we play rock band, he gets perfect score. The vocals. <laughs> on Blue Oyster? <laughs> on some B.O.C.? Because he just goes... Do you whisper that in his ear, too? Do you get him going? Blue, Blue Oyster Whisper. Blue Oyster Whisper. That's the only... Oh, or it's that or Burning for You. I love that song. Good song. Oh, it's a great song. That's it's a VD song. VD song. Yeah, because yeah, you're bur- more more VD has been spread <laughs> yep. to that song. I'm burning. I'm burning. I'm burning for poo. What? So there is a point when uh, that the husband, the dead husband of Doctor, who doesn't doctor very much, Ray, Ray discovers Ray. that that you know he's a he's a shyster, and he had like a marker floor plan of their house. In his like two by four 
sh- shanty that he was living in. Yeah. There were like post-its of where he wanted. That was a dream house? Sorry, it is dream house. But like post-its of the floor plan of their house where he wanted the ghosts to do things. Was he, wait, he had the ghosts working for him? Like yeah. building shit? Not building. No, they were, it was like he would draw a floor plan of the houses and oh, then put a post-it where he wanted them to right. like, levitate uh, the bed. I thought so. He, so he I made a little space the, plan, and then he's like, he "Okay, let's made do a space." We plan. need to do like a little bubble diagram of this, and then Hell we're gonna have yes. a um, we're gonna you know do a little markup and a read through of the of the, the script. Sequence. Yeah, I I thought it'd be great if he had the ghost trying to build his house. <laughs> yeah, but they couldn't pick up the hammers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a complete disaster. Oh, very. So maybe they were union. Complete <laughs> disaster. <Thank> <laughs> I don't know. To me, this is a this is a Beetlejuice scenario. You, I have, you. I have no, I have no fault with this movie whatsoever. Holy moly! I think everyone should go see this thing. <laughs> I think you should see it and then agree with me that it would have been better had Nick Cage starred in it. Cage. I think a lot of people think everything's better with some Nick Cage in it. I, I don't, I don't think that's true, but I think this one for sure would have been. If I could go back in time, I'd be like, hey, Peter, consider one other name. Nick Cage was too expensive at this point. He had Con Air. He would just came off an Academy Award. The Rock. The Rock. He was like, he's like, pay me he money. He would have put some asses in seats for starters. What about Arnold Schwarzenegger? They would have spent so much money on it's the wig budget alone for Nick Cage. You hear that the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an architect. <laughs> There's so many ghosts and there's really not enough time. <laughs> this is the dump, part of the movie. You can't dump the ashes. That, if he wasn't the... <laughs> don't dump the ashes. <laughs> if he was in this movie... The, the fucking DVD commentary would have been fantastic. He would have gave you no information <laughs> on the movie. He would have just repeated the scene. Okay, right now, this is the part where we the go car. into the museum. Oh, look, the ghost is humping the other ghost. <laughs> officer, put down the gun. <laughs> officer. <laughs> this is why I tell the officer to put down the gun. <laughs> Things happen. This is a part difficult. He's very funny. <laughs> Can you tell us about like the director and how the set was going that day? So this is the part where I go in and I pull a gun. He gives you no information. <laughs> Watch his DVD or listen to his DVD commentaries. They're horrible. So do you think Michael J. Fox was like a, was a good portrayal of an architect? I just don't buy that this character was an architect. There was, he, it was a so former either. life. All we know is that he used to play basketball and, then, <laughs> and never got a haircut. And, and, was an, and we know that he was probably a little bit of a... Of a, a, of a domestic, like womanizer slash abuser. Well, he sucker punched that British chick right check. in the right in the face. <laughs> no apology. That was cool in the nineties, I guess. <laughs> That's just how we rolled. He, well, he was a bit of a con man too, so he could have just been to- posing as an architect. He was like, a total oh, con man. I'm an architect. Well, and I. If, he was a con man. If he was a successful oh, architect, up. there's there's something that's always ingrained in, in like that most person con- architects where you are can con never man. take it out of you, where you're constantly trying to sell your shit. And so it was just it was shocking to me that it was like he goes down down five years of seeing ghosties, and he's like, you know what? I just draw a little floor plan, put some post-its to give you direction. Oh yeah, well that's definitely uh, that's architects. But he was willing to wear a, an army fatigue coat. But he's he's building this blueprint like, like a bum. 
with a, like a piece of cardboard and a, a marker. I know. Well, you just see the corner where it said "God bless." Did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, nodding along. I yeah. almost, I almost bit on that one. I, I don't know. Damn your faces. You know, and like, where is his income? Coming from a side, like why can't well, it's, well, all, it's all going into the house? Walls up obviously, four hundred fifty dollars gets you a full exorcism of your poltergeist. Well, plus materials, plus materials. Yeah, because I can't work out of pocket. <laughs> they never showed his bathroom. I really wanted to see the it's bathroom. Probably just we a Home the Depot bucket with a bag in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was no. Yeah, you he... saw the shower, and he said Did he was going to pee in the shower. Well, there you go. That's half of it. That house is like, it was insane. <laughs> it was like, there's the no de- way anyone would live in that thing. He went to go turn on the the electrical before he went inside and the fucking thing exploded. <laughs> it's comedy. This, hey, it's comedy. Hey. hey. Oh. Ah, this is the part when I go in and I turn on the lights. <laughs> I turn on the lights. But there's lots of plastic Boo-doo. so that it's waterproof. Yeah, yeah. Boo. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. Oh. Spooky, scary ghost house. It's <laughs> <laughs> torn down. Oh, no roof. Oh. Did the you say Arnold? Scary. No, but I do nothing. Oh. <laughs> These ghosts, they do nothing. <laughs> Follow the plan. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, go around the room, my favorite question. Vitz, would you hire... Michael J. Fox to be your design professional. Oh, hell no. He doesn't finish anything. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you got? He didn't even finish his own house. <laughs> no. It. I'm going to hire him. I feel like if they had filmed that that same archetype of character that's just this, this uh, failed architect, essentially, trying to build his dream home today, he would just, he would be a stoner. And he would, everything would be more or less the same, but he'd be just always poking. That that would have fit more into this, the theme of this movie, if he was just, you know, kind of. So, so if it was like a, Woody, more Har- surfer Woody Harrelson, maybe? Who, yeah, who something like that. Oh. Nick Cage is good. I like the Nick Cage. I, I see that. That that would fit right in. But Matthew well, I, was, I was thinking that uh, Woody Harrelson has a track record of not finishing his dream house, so. That would be a good... Oh, yeah. A decent proposal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Kevin Klein. No, I don't God, think Kevin Klein. Well, I mean, he didn't Didn't he do a movie about not finishing his dream? Yeah, home? it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so no. we got to watch it? <laughs> Probably. Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeff, would you hire Michael J. Fox? Yes. I like Michael J. Fox. He's affable. He is. He's good. I like him. I, I like, like him. him. I don't want I, him as my architect. I, he though. looked. He looked pretty. Uh, he looked uh, intense in the in the flash. The one flat. You know, the couple flashbacks we see of him as an architect. It looks like he cares about what he's doing. He's he's like um, Mallory. Um, you know, like he's really he's really into it. He's gonna spin across the room in his task chair and hit the books and go like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like him. He's likable. And uh, he he's cares. a depressed. He's a depressed. Uh, he's mourning. He's in mourning. He just doesn't show it that well because so much time has passed, and he's got to concentrate on Connie. living in this drug den with a couple <laughs> token white ghosts, and then <laughs> but one of them's black. It's funny that yeah, he's... I missed the black. <laughs> it's funny that he started off with 
long hair, and then when he <laughs> went into his like depression stage, he shaved he had it off. Short hair. It seems uh, like it should have gone. That the was other his direction. style in 1996. Long hair? No, the the like the real short buzz cut. Oh, like the, the, uh, the, the Gallagher brothers had that done. The Caesar. And, yeah, the Caesar. Yeah. Uh, oh, Clooney George had the, Clooney. He had yeah. the really short hair, for, and yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, Caesar. Hey, Michael Sweet. J. Fox, great head of hair. Oh, definitely. That guy is great. I mean, everything else is falling apart. For a Canadian, he is the most American-looking man I've ever seen. Michael J. Fox. He is from Alberta, Canada. (laughs) He is not. Oh, I think he just became a citizen. But so there you have it. There you have it. I mean, Corey, would you hire Michael J. Fox, aka Frank Bannister, psychic detective, to be your architect? I, I wouldn't. And, you know, the final scene where he's they're having the picnic outside his failed dream home. Which they destroyed. It, it falls like toothpicks, like a house of cards. It does. Just, <laughs> it fell pretty easy. Just like, wow, there was no structural support there. And from the outside, that's the first I real agree. shot you get of this dump. It's true. I mean, it's bad. There's no... He didn't even, he didn't even work on his garden. He didn't even work on his garden. He's tr- the he's one tr- thing that would just... Work itself out. And, Did he have uh, a garden? After yeah, his wife died, he yeah, started a garden? That she went, remember, she kind of stalked him. She went to the, the drug den and where the basketball court had been. It was like the basketball court was all fucked uh, up and, and there was like this perfect little pristine garden. Missed it. Yeah. Ah. Missed it. Well, it, but it was like, well, maybe I just dreamt that. No, I was it like, was oh, there. you know what make this really good is if <laughs> you're <laughs> dreaming up the story. Yeah. <laughs> if she went to Nick Cage's house, stop. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Nick, what are you doing? <laughs> I thought I was in his movie. <laughs> I'm Doctor Linsky. <laughs> yeah. That's a good part. This is why I find the call. Maybe you could play Ray. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> he would need to build up his resume. Uh, I think again before you'd hire him. Before I'd hire him, he just was in too much disarray. disarray. His life was over until the end. I mean, he did find, yeah. he did uh, steal somebody's woman, which was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, more or less, that's what the he widow, did. The widow to Ray. Right. Ray was a, right, Ray's because there widow. is some philosophical argument right? there where if you are directly in contact with the personality of someone who is oh, dead, yeah. but you yourself have a true human connection with that person, yeah. you can't... Re- what is the moral qualm then of, of uh, uh, you mean inter- engaging a romantic <laughs> scenario? Frank he just, being the live one and Ray being the dead one. It's like, look, you're kind of done with this. But like, how about, a I, part... how about if I start doing some work here? He's a deadbeat. Your husband's stiff. <laughs> I'm stiff. I'm stiff. Let's do this. Yeah, who's it was... stiffer? Oh, I'm stiffer ah. than your husband. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> hey. So, so was this like capitalizing on the ghost, like Whoopi Goldberg thing? Was this Casper and all it that? It could have been. Well, I was thinking the movie Ghost. Oh, Piss was that was that was way before. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think Ghost was ninety four, ninety five. But there were there was though no, that's the more same time then, roughly. Well, I ninety four, ninety five, and this was ninety six. Yeah. There were there were a few ghost themed movies. Yes. Around that time where and it was the traditional floaty like blue hologram ghost. Oh, that what was that one with Peter O'Toole? Ghost Dad? No. Oh, high Spirits. <laughs> that was in 1988 though with the Goots. Gutenberg. Oh, <laughs> damn. Liam Neeson was the ghost. Oh, that's he was right. hot in that movie. 
He was I would have totally flown place. out a window for him. Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Jackson, Before she went Jackson, crazy. Well, Jackson Brown did a number on her. Or she did a number on herself. Oh, Who knows? So thank him. you for asking if I would. Hire. Oh yeah, Roberta, would you hire this? Uh... Oh, Roberta, you're here. Oh, oh hi. Hi, see. Oh, you're the best. Uh, no, I would not hire him. Really? Really? Because when I hear the term "successful architect," and they get all crazy about not listening to their client, so the wife, who was also his client, he should have been listening to her. If she wanted a garden, he wanted to play hoops. He would have been more attuned to the land and the layout and find a good compromise between the two wants versus the two needs. Well, plus that dream house is pretty plain. I mean, you could just order those plans from a catalog. I mean, that's like, that was a NASCAR house. There were so many changes in pitch on that roof. Oh, that's why I was confused about it. (laughs) Send send me a set of your, you know, and you just look in the catalog and it's like, oh yeah, I like the, you know, the Dutch Dutch gable or whatever. I did one of those ones. Something that's more reminiscent of the Minoan culture. (laughs) I need a tapered column, really fat. I I want like a cinder block changing house. But it's Simple. going to be a symbol of our love. <laughs> a flesh, flesh-colored tapering column. Ooh. Oh, so mm, now you're talking. Mm. So there you have it. Michael J. Fox sounds like he would not be hired by this group. Oh, you're all stupid. <laughs> Next on the list, alive or dead? Get ready. Dead. Oh, <laughs> dead. Let me get your names down on paper. I'm sorry to keep you in suspense. We have Jeff Walensky. We have Vincent Jay. We have Corey Bauer, our guest. Yes. I have the names of five celebrities, five architects, five and or designers. And you tell me if they are alive or dead. Get ready for it. Jeff Walensky, John Aston. Oh, he is sadly dead. Vincent Jay. Sure. Dead. And Corey. Alive or dead. John Aston. He's dead. He is alive at 88 years old. He's still alive? He is so alive. Patty Duke's dead. He, that's, Patty he, Duke is yeah, dead. Yeah, Sean Astin is his son. All right, get ready for this guy. Do run, run, run. Do run, I, run. Yeah. I was looking at, uh, at some, uh, some surprising literature about um, some awards that the AIA gives out every year. And so this architect, his name is Marlon Blackwell. He wrote the, this gem about a recent winner. And you tell me if Marlon Blackwell is alive or dead. This is an architecture of use and convenience, permanence and beauty, deeply rooted to its place and constructed of materials choreographed in an emotive way with poetic qualities that move us deeply. The body of work is distinguished by a restrained formal elegance and a refined minimal tectonic sensibility while avoiding the nostalgic and technological excesses of our discipline. Indeed, they see architecture as a material practice and a cultural act born of sensual pragmatism. <laughs> that was like a whole paragraph of I'm just waiting. For, I'm just waiting for you to say, what does the brick say to you? What does the brick want to be? Marlon Blackwell, alive or dead, Corey. Alive. Oh, God, I'm... Vince? I'm deceased, I hope. And Jeff? Marvin Snackwell, the cookie... Did he make the cookies? Mm, the Keebler Elf. The Keebler Elf. I'm going to say he's alive. He is alive. Yeah. At 61 years old. 
Yeah, I knew that was some new age pretentious bullshit. <laughs> I, like I, was, I was hoping he was like right Hitler. Face. I like <laughs> Hitler's architect. Oh, this sounds beautiful. I, he was I Hitler's the, architect. The tectonic. <laughs> I know tectonic is a really big buzzy word these days. Is it? The one that I I'm just I latched onto and laughed so hard I had little baby tears. Sensual pragmatism. Mm. What the fuck does that mean? Sensual pragmatism. That sounds like a Zelman King soft I'm going to wear my I'm going to put on my Buster Brown. <laughs> then I'm going to wear my pragmatism. Spandex. Am I high-waisted? <laughs> my favorite <laughs> color is corduroy. Cool. <laughs> Baggy sweatshirt. It's so soft. Welcome <laughs> to dirty. <laughs> Daddy wants some SpaghettiOs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next is Pritzker Prize winning architect B.V. Doshi. B.V. Doshi, prize, Pritzker Prize winning architect Vincent J. Gulley of Live or Dead. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. Dead. And Corey. I'm going uh, to run counter to those two confident it's smart. dads. I'm going to say he's alive. He is alive. He's alive that's at 90 years right. That's a smart choice. Old. And Jeff Walensky, Arlie Ermey, oh. alive or dead? Sadly, Semper Fi, man. He's dead. I don't even know what Semper Fi is. And Corey? He's dead. It's, he's dead. He is. He died actually quite recently, May 14th of this year. I had nothing I, to do with it. never played I, any other character other except than screaming that <laughs> screaming drill sergeant I was hitting character. F5 the whole time waiting for him to pass this past month. <laughs> it was sad. And finally, Vincent J. Galea, Suzanne Tick. She's a textile designer. Alive or dead? Dead. I'm going with dead all the way on it. <laughs> Corey? Right. Suzanne Tick, textile designer. Let's say dead. And Jeff? Alive. Suzanne Tick is very much alive at 59 years old. 59. Oh, almost age appropriate. We have a tie between Jeff and Corey. You'll two, you two will have to... Uh, we'll, we'll jerk it off. Uh, I mean, do we'll some jerk it out. extreme oh. fight club action. Do some Arnold speak together. Right. <laughs> Arnold, Arnold off. And feel free to do that offline because I don't really care who wins. All right. Uh, finally, do you have suggestions? Do you think we're not talking enough architecturally during our podcast? Vince thinks so. Feel Frank free to Bannister. let me know. Oh, I mean, go ahead, Corey. Sorry, I was <laughs> yeah. just going to say that Frank Bannister didn't really give us an opening. I don't think so. Film. No. What do, you, what do you mean opening? Uh, to discuss architecture, he was very much hiding that in his back pocket the whole time. Agreed. Agreed. I actually think it was just like a straight up con man, the more I think about it. Like, I think he was just a con man. Because you know how much work that would have taken for him to create? He got fucking business cards made up. Like, this was well thought out. This was not just like, I guess I just got to do this to make some cash. Like, there was plans. You know, he had plans up and he had business cards. I mean, this was, yeah. he had an EIN number. He was filing taxes. <laughs> how many he How was, many of those jobs a week do you think he had to pull down to, to like EIN. Break, break even? Uh, to, at least two. At least two. He, had, he was living like a bum. He was I mean, crapping a in a bum. bucket. Yeah. I know. It's like you're crapping in a Home Depot bucket and living in a, a shanty <laughs> yeah. shack. It's all two by fours and tarps. It's a tarp. It's a tarp. <laughs> Anywho, uh, again, the movie it was a it was a stretch for us. I think we 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 muscled through. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, maybe you think Eric Lee 
is right. Maybe we should just focus solely on the architecture. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Info at starkitectspodcast.com. That's info at starkitectspodcast.com. Next time we meet, we will be watching the 1996. We just can't get out of the year. Oh, epic year. It's a of very films. good year. Great year. The epic. Oh, God. A movie where. Uh, Jim Carrey himself was signed at a multi-million dollar contract to play his part in Cable Guy. Get ready. What? Let's Fuck. do it. Yep. That's 20, it, 20 mil. 20 mil. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Done. Bye. The ending, it does nothing. <laughs> Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. This is the part of the podcast when we end it. Starkitects is a Pinzac production. Executive producers Roberta Pennington and Jeff Walensky. Logo by Joel Walensky. Technical direction by Tom Navarez. Music by Better Is the Enemy. Your reviewers today were Vince Galea. Jeff Walensky, and Roberta Pennington. Your architect, Corey Bauer. Opinions of the show are solely those of the reviewers and not intended to be followed as professional advice or service. Me, I'm Eliza Allen, and I'm done.